This is the Tactical Leader Podcast, where we're on a journey of self-mastery and true leadership. I believe that in order to lead others, you must first be able to lead yourself. And in order to lead yourself, you have to first know yourself. If you want to learn the tactics to get to know yourself, to lead yourself, and to lead others, stay tuned to hear from industry experts as I unpack the tactics that they've used to build their business, build culture, and lead others. We'll jump in, dive into a great conversation. For those of you all that don't know me fully, my name is Zach Knight. I'm the marketing chair for Vetlana, as well as the founder and CEO of ATL Vets and Battle, all about small business ownership and helping small businesses create big wins. In the Vetlana space, I'm the guy that y'all see all the digital stuff come from the website to the email blast to social media. So if you'll ever see something misspelled or terrible on that, that is me directly doing that. And I apologize for it, but you know, Vetlander let me do it. So it's their fault, really. Beyond that, I will introduce Taylor, but also give her a minute to give a little bit of a rundown attached to her own background. But just to give y'all a heads up, she is a health and wellness expert, a D2 Collegiate Hall of Famer in softball, won the championship at UNG. So it's for y'all military folks, UNG University of North Georgia. I'm heavy in the ROTC world and officer side of this of things, but she was up there, has the softball championship trophy to prove it, got inducted into the Hall of Fame through UNG, did several other things from group fitness to personal training, and recently launched her health and wellness company to a phenomenal six-figure pace, already racking and rolling on a lot of amazing things, has an awesome virtual platform, but I will make sure she... All right. So Andrew, I do have a force mute button and I do have an ability to withdraw people from this. So let's not talk about UNG. Terrible. But I will throw it over to Taylor. Taylor, make sure before you start chatting, throw a link or as you start talking, I'll throw a link to your website on there. Since you can't multitask, I'll put the link to your website on there. But go ahead and give everybody a little bit more of intro to yourself, a little bit of your background and what you're up to these days. Well, he pretty much stole everything I would say about myself. First off, thank you guys so much for taking time out of your night. Happy New Year. And thank you so much for showing up tonight. I really appreciate it. And I appreciate your time. A little bit about me. So grew up always as a, an athlete, hard worker, four kids in the fam, mom and dad. We worked for everything we got. Fast forward, got a scholarship, obviously, at UNG. Had amazing mentors and coaches that kind of guided my path into great environments, leadership programs, ultimately to become a leader, which is what I love to do and stay involved in leadership. And then from successes in athletics, that kind of transfer in leadership that kind of transferred over into not only my career in health and wellness, but also opening up my own business about five months ago now, where I've seen much success, got to work with all different types of people, corporations, and companies and have just loved every second of it, of the grind, the work. I wouldn't even call it work. I actually mean that. And I just love what I do. So health and wellness is, it goes into the mindset of things and working with people and finding their successes through what I've struggled and what I've kind of like my strengths. I help pour into them. I love it. So just so y'all know, overall, there's a several pieces to this conversation I really want to highlight. 
Obviously, my perspective is from the veteran perspective coming from the Army. I was an OCS guy, went to the dark side as an officer, deployed with Green Berets back in 2019, but also a small business owner. Taylor's side is coming from a high-level collegiate athlete and also the civilian side. Right. But she's going to, we're going to kind of go back and forth attached to the different insights and conversations from our unique perspectives. What I love about not only this conversation, but also those of y'all that are from those different perspectives. Some of us work with veterans, some of us support veterans, some of us are veterans. So think about the different pieces of perspectives attached to how we're having this conversation, trying to break it apart from the different avenues and the different aspects. I really want to highlight that, how those of us transitioning sometimes have struggles, maintaining discipline, maintaining accountability, maintaining fitness, overall health and wellness. That's a lot of what we're going to unpack. So keep that in a framing where if you have a question, whether it's from the veteran perspective, I'm here for that piece, or if it's from the health and wellness overall, how to maintain in the civilian world, these different aspects, obviously Taylor is the expert for that. Overall, I want to get the elephant out of the room. Let's talk about the name of the company. Let's talk about the logo. Let's talk about the branding. One of the favorite things I hear you say all the time, and I think a lot of veterans can respect this, is put your name on it. Your company name is Daddy Tay Fitness. For those of y'all that don't see the logo on a shirt, it does translate over to DTF. I appreciate the comment on the branding. I don't know who possibly came up with such things and crafted the website, but it is pretty delightful. But it is something that makes me laugh. It makes people talk. It brings up. So for the branding, this isn't a marketing conversation. So we won't dive into the impact of how amazing the brand is. But I want to highlight the nickname Daddy Tay, how you got the nickname, why you dove into that, and why you recommend putting your name on it. So getting the name, there's so much I could say behind it, but essentially over the course of you know, struggling my background, just persona and confidence and, and my clientele that I've worked with, they've actually kind of named me. They're like, God, you're such a daddy, quote unquote. And what that means is the persona and the confidence behind how you carry yourself, the mindset piece behind everything you do and what you put into action. And that is overall what I'm all about, especially obviously in the health and wellness field, but just giving people the confidence and allowing them to have the ability to be their own daddy, quote unquote. So daddy essentially means having that confidence within yourself, digging deep into yourself to find that authenticity and know who you are and what you do is what you represent and push forward with. And that's the why behind, you know, Daddy Tay Fitness. Now I could give you the whole rundown of how it correlates to my background. Zach knows all about that. It's actually a really, really soft spot in my heart because it does dig a lot deeper than the fun brand. And I say fun in all caps, but Zach knows all about that. So if you want to dig into that, we can, but otherwise that's how I've been named. So one of my favorite resources on the internet is Urban Dictionary. And if y'all don't know the terminology in Urban Dictionary for daddy, it is someone who usually looks out for you, protects you, and loves you. And when you apply that to the branding, right? Somebody that's looking out for you, protecting you, overall pours love into the client for the health and wellness piece. One thing that I love, just so y'all know, Taylor and I met because she was my trainer for a long time. Technically still is, but... As I drank more and ate more, she doesn't want to claim my nutrition anymore as her coaching. So I can't use her as my trainer anymore, but that's actually how we met. Where I loved her mentality towards things is she essentially was like another drill sergeant, but a lot prettier than my drill sergeants, at least. So it was something that she has that mentality, has that tone, kind of has that swagger attached to 
hey, man, get with it, get your shit together and put a boot in your ass, right? Talk to us a little bit about how your background, your mindset, where that piece of like your blunt, honest love for people comes in and how you translate that into keeping people motivated. Well, it is definitely in my bloodline. Loyalty is and honesty is the best policy. And whether the person on the other end of that is receiving it well or not, that's the way I give it. So there's a lot of you either love me or hate me, but I mean everything I say genuinely and I'll never go against my values. So values are a huge part of me, my why, and how I carry forward. But kind of fast forward, college was a big piece for me. When I got a scholarship out of college, I didn't get a scholarship out of talent. I got a scholarship based on a taking care of my family. There was a traumatic accident going into my senior year in high school. My dad got in a really horrific motorcycle accident while my brother was actually serving Go Army in Afghanistan. And I saw it all in front of my eyes. One of the four kids, brother was serving, sister was in college, little brother was going into his freshman year. Like, do the math. I got to step up and take care of the fam. So just being that protector, knowing that I had the ability, I knew how to run the company, I knew we were going to lose things. That point, I was 17 years old. I could do it. I had that confidence and I knew that my family in every ability and capacity that they could, they were going to back me and help me and vice versa. So that was never a doubt. Were times hard at waking up one to two o'clock in the morning? Yes. But I got to honestly say it sucks. It's super unfortunate for my dad. He is still alive, by the way. Not the athlete he used to be, but that dude gets up and tries every day. He's my true hero. Hence, daddy. That's another reason behind the brand. But kind of fast forward, my coach actually saw that. He was recruiting out of my high school. My high school coach said, hey, Davenport, you got to come see this girl. Not the best center fielder you're ever going to see, but the girl has work ethic. So he actually told me he recruited me off of work ethic and essentially taking care of the fam. And that role kind of carried over into the game. I was a leader on the field. I was center fielder. I had to earn my spot and I knew that coming in and I loved that. It was a struggle point and it's something I could always build off of. Lead off hitter, if I got on base, I was scoring. Like the whole PBC knew it and I was guaranteed that it was going to happen. But through all of that work ethic, determination, those things were carried through unfortunate events. And I know that veterans can relate to that. Obviously, we don't wish that upon anyone, but just life and traumatic events, athletics, the uniform, things that you go through really do carry you over into who you are truly from like the pit of your soul. It's really digging deep enough and keep stepping forward and moving forward and deciding, making that choice to do so, that's ultimately going to build value in your leadership, your work ethic, and moving forward in your success, whether it be in your personal and or your business. So everything that I did in athletics essentially carried over into you know, awards, metrics in the business field, and today successfully in business with my own company. And I wanted to highlight that piece because we talk about mindset a lot. And a lot of veterans, as we leave the military, like my story, for those of you that don't know, medically discharged, working on the medical retirement side, nerve damage in my left arm, physically incapable in many ways, right? My left hand's numb. I have the nerve damage attached to it. I had surgery on my arm. Physically incapable to perform at a level that the Army thought I was no good anymore to them, right? Then moving into going back into trying to stay in shape 
personally and working out and trying to maintain different things while having essentially a gimpy arm, a lot of veterans deal with that piece of it, right? We're not physically capable to perform on the level we used to perform on. So the mindset piece starts hitting on us, right? Our minds aren't as committed to that fitness piece. So I love highlighting the mindset aspect attached to this. Um, Let's shift to, I want to break this down, overall health and wellness, but I want to break it down from the difference between fitness, nutrition. Obviously, we just talked a little bit about mindset, focusing on nutrition. In the military, we were told what to eat, when to eat, how much to eat. Usually, it was really shit food in an MRE world, unless you were Air Force. If you're Air Force, get out because y'all had surf and turf. And I was there in Afghanistan when y'all had surf and turf every Friday. Not that I got it. I got to lick the crab shells in the trash can as all the generals threw theirs away. But we were told what to eat, when to eat, and how to eat it, right? Shifting into the civilian world and the veteran space, what would you encapsulate nutrition, our macros, micros, all the other nonsense, the calorie counting? Is that what's needed? Or explain that piece to us. How do we really maintain a healthy, nutritious diet attached to what we need to be eating and fueling our body with? I think it depends on, I mean, keep it simple. Where you're at, kind of self-reflect, think about where you're at what your day-to-day is like, you have to be realistic. A lot of you guys don't know, but coming from athletics, I've tried it all. I've done bodybuilding and that is some strict shit, y'all. Excuse my language. Let me pause on the competition thing. I can't share the photo on here, but if you'll go to her website, scroll about halfway down, there are competition photos of when she was like 2% body fat and competing, NPC, bodybuilding, all that other stuff. So she knows the nutrition piece really, really well. So sorry, keep going and don't swear anymore. Uh, I nerd out over some nutrition. No, it really is. When people say 80% of the way you look and feel is nutrition, that's facts. However, with that, notice where you're at in life. We go through life stages. We go through experiences. We're on the go. Moms, dads, marriage, single, mind, your mental, dark phases, bright phases. You got to know where you're at what resources you have connections to. If you got eggs and rice and that's all you got in your fridge that week, well, eat some damn ice and rice and eggs. There's your carbohydrates, there's your proteins. You don't have to measure macros and calorie counts, especially with the time that you have. Give your body enough. Think about, okay, do I have a solid protein on my plate? We all know meats. You know, If you're vegetarian, vegan, that comes from different proteins. You can dig into that stuff. Look at where you have. It can be very simple. Put a carbohydrate. Keep it simple. Sweet potatoes, your rice, things like that. You can mix it up, put sauce in it. Always add veggies. You're getting your micronutrients from that. Those are the three main things that you look for. If you have access to that, which all of us do from a grocery store to a fast food restaurant, you can actually order those things. You can order grilled chicken off of a menu. You can order vegetables. If you are in the refined sugars and the things like that, those are going to make sleepy, hit those walls, gain weight. Should you treat yourself to those? Yes, absolutely. My blood is probably half queso and half real blood. I was going to have to call you out. You're talking yeah, about and rice and all this nonsense. I'm just giving you all the BS. What's actually Friday night look like? How do you get this part of it real attached to like what the diet really looks like? I will always keep it real. You have about two or three bags or baskets of chips. I eat all the salsa and we order like the biggest case on the menu, which usually contains shrimp, chicken, and steak. Yeah, all three. Mm-hmm. And, and we do the flour tortillas. Yeah, flour tortillas. In the case, so I've seen Put it. it in there. What I wanted to highlight about it, <laughs> yeah, it's sad. This is where all the truth comes out. I want to highlight that piece, right? We're talking about 
having a good diet, but obviously everybody talks moderation and you hear all these fancy catchphrases and nonsense is attached to what is a good diet, right? At the end of the day, you eat queso, you drink margs, you drink. What does it really look like day to day? Like, let's look past what the recommended FDA approved gluten-free blah, blah, blah is. What's moderation truly look like? Is it queso once a week, twice a week, three times a week? You know, can you put a straw in it? Should you be eating that much dairy? Where do you really draw the line in like infantry terms? 100% recommend putting a straw in it. Yes. John's like, oh, gross. So day to day, my go-to is I love breakfast, but I don't love your typical breakfast. I love me some oats. I love me some eggs, all the sweet stuff that's kind of healthy. Zach's like, ew. I eat pretty healthy throughout the day. I just make sure there's those simple things. If I'm on the go, like make a healthy choice. It's It really is keep it simple, stupid. The kiss principle applies. You don't have to be hard on yourself. If you fuck up one day, you fuck up. Just get back on your train the next day. Obviously, consistency is key, but it doesn't mean you can't reward yourself. I typically have either a glass of bourbon a night or a glass of red wine that is barreled in bourbon. So obviously, you guys know I love bourbon. Tequila is involved on Friday nights. I don't overdo it, but I love to relax and watch some Yellowstone or some Game of Thrones, something like that, just to chill me out after a long day. And just it's like my self-reflection time, and it's not bad to have a glass or two. So that's like my daily. I just go throughout my day. I work hard, crush it, and then I reward myself. I don't beat myself up for having a drink or two. I have to laugh. Dave threw in donuts. As a former police officer as well, cop biscuits are a must. There is no not cop eating cop biscuits. biscuits. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, um, gee. And bourbon has zero carbs. Guy, I didn't know that, but you're welcome to stay after you're talking about missing your sour cream on the potatoes. Bourbon is definitely the go-to. Let's talk a little bit about booze. I know this is something that veterans, we all freaking drink and we drink a lot. We look at different things. Obviously, margs, margaritas, for those of you laymans, we're talking margs now. Margs. You know, sugar and all the stuff, beers, bad, wines, bad. Talk about alcohol a little bit. Cause I know you put out at one point, and just so y'all are aware, on the back end of her website, she has a membership site and a whole online community, and she publishes fuel guides, meal guides, exercise guides, these different things. One of the ones I found really interesting is you have a alcohol guide. What do you drink? How do you drink it? Is it by the handle or do you put a straw in a beer? Whatever. I've seen her do that too. Please judge her for that, y'all. But when it comes to alcohol, we want to drink. I want to drink, right? Bourbon has zero carbs, so I already like guy. What are we looking at with alcohol? Obviously, moderation, only have a six-pack, now a 12-pack. But what does it look like when you're drinking? How much should you moderate or is there a healthier version of liquor compared to beer, compared to wine? What does that look like? Yeah. So great question. I do do that. And the reason I do that is because dietary fitness should be fun, right? I'm not a brand that's, oh my God, we're going to bodybuild. Like that's silly to me. Not You have to think about where you're at, who you're dealing with, the environment you're in and what you really want. Now, are you, if you want to get on a freaking stage and your image, literally physical image is extremely crucial to you and you want to really dial in, that is going to, you know, you're going to have to really think about those things. Alcohol is its own nutrient. So it is something that's not going to help you build muscle and all the things. However, however, if you know, hey, I'm going to have a drink two or three times a week or whatever your thing is, mine's having a glass or two of bourbon, you know, most days a week. Think liquor, think lighter. So your vodkas, your gin. So you can always flavor things up. Perfect example, if you're a vodka drinker, 
You go for vodka, splash of soda water. That can be flavored. They have all the, what's the brands I'm thinking of, y'all? Lemon, lime, grapefruits, all the things. Put your fruit in there if you want it girly. You're not talking about truly now. You're not talking about truly. I'm not a truly girl. I got to say I'm not a truly girl. Jen, you can do the same thing. Bourbon, drink it on the rocks. Don't put all, I mean, I love me a good old-fashioned, like, could probably live off of them because they taste so good to me. But I drink my bourbon either neat or on the rocks. So it's like. Thinking about those things, if you like it, like a little bit more simple, you're probably drinking it healthier. I'm not going to go for a big Guinness. I'm going to go for a glass of bourbon. Attached to that is I'm going to feel good after one and I don't get all the crap that's with it. So liquor is going to be lighter than your beers, your heavier sugary wines, all the sugary drinks, margaritas, the pina coladas, the daiquiris. Those are the bad ones. It's like eating five slices of cake, if I'm being honest. I'm not one who measures all the things and goes, I could probably look at it and do it just based on me or now, but I don't personally do that for myself. So the expectation for the clients that I work with is the same, especially for me understanding where I'm at in my life. I want to have fun. I want to do those things. So you kind of just like have fun, give yourself a break, reward yourself, but being mindful is key. And we're talking about alcohol, and it would be a shame for me not to mention Richie with EPM. They're huge supporters of what we're doing. They've taken us to the Atlanta United Games. There was also an EPM member that fell victim to your shotgunning of a beer. For those of you that don't know, Taylor can shotgun a beer and literally have won money off of people at bars betting that she will out shotgun a beer. So she still drinks beer and she drinks it very successfully. It will be some part of beer Olympics with health and wellness training at some part. Yep. See, John's seen that too. So I like highlighting this because when you look at what she does in the fitness space and the health and wellness space, I love highlighting this piece. Like it's not, you're not punishing yourself attached to it, right? You're not withholding the simple pleasures of shotgunning a beer, right? Just recognizing that's not a daily thing, hopefully not a daily thing. Veterans, it's hard for us sometimes to regulate that because that's usually the go-to for a lot of us, right? So recognizing where that balance may be and how the healthier lifestyle where drinking the beer isn't going to be that healthier lifestyle, right? But drinking the cleaner liquors is a good piece to shift away from the carbs and the beer and the Trulies that I've seen some Marines drink. Looking more at the fitness side of stuff when it comes to exercise, I think, <laughs> oh, I a great recommendation. Sorry. that got, that Five got seconds is nothing. I have video if anybody wants to see it. You or less. Looking at the fitness, the physical PT side of it and looking at how do we maintain exercising? And I've seen it with veterans working in this veteran space this long. Veterans go one of two ways. You maintain getting up at 4 a.m. I get up at 4 a.m. I go work out first thing. There's a lot of self-care attached to that for myself where I want to go work out. I want to read. I want to have my personal time journaling, whatever that may be in the morning. But there are other veterans that go opposite side of the field where they don't maintain their discipline because nobody's telling them to get up. Nobody's giving them a time to wake up, go work out, what workout to do. You know, a lot of veterans at this point might not know what to do in the gym. Go do pretty boy lifts, go do bicep curls for the girls, go do those other simple movements, whatever they may be. Talk to us a little bit about how often it's good to work out. Is there such thing as overtraining? Do you take days, weeks off? What does all of that look like when it comes to the PT side of it? Oh, I'm glad you brought this up because I think one of the hardest things, and I think it can directly correlate and translate over to the veteran space coming from an athletic background and being very hard on myself. There is a such thing as overtraining. I've done it. 
and I don't recommend it, especially when you have specific goals or you are very stubborn or goal oriented. Some days you really have to, I think the hardest thing for me in realizing this is some days your hundred percent is not going to be, you know, like today's hundred percent might not be tomorrow's hundred percent. It might be 20% is your hundred percent that day. I hope that makes sense. So if that means going for a 30 minute walk versus a lift, that's okay. You did something. Think about, for me, exercise is a form of therapy. It's the one time or one hour, 30 minutes, what have you, that I get to check out. And when I say check out, I don't mean that in a negative way. I actually mean be selfish and take time for me to check out one my mind. My mind doesn't have to run. I can cut my phone off. Nobody has control of that one hour. So I think that's the best place you can go to and use that as a form of just clarity and let the endorphin. There's actual hormones attached to releasing to make you feel good. That's you never hear somebody go to a workout, whether it's a group fitness workout or working with a trainer and say, I totally regretted that. Never. You'll never hear anyone say that. The you hear only Jason, way- hang on, wait. You hear the silver fox say it every time. He Whatever, Jason, back. you love it. But think about what you love to surround yourself with. Some of us like the solo. So maybe you need a trainer or just one other person to work out beside you to look and guide you. If you don't have that education, that's okay. Maybe you love the group fitness aspect of things. Get in a group, find your quote unquote tribe or what have you. Think about when you were a vet or in some kind of space that you were exercising, if that were a thing. And most of us on the call, I think can relate. What point were you happy? And is that space realistic for you right now? For me, there are days I have to mix in. Some days I like actually working out by myself. And there's some days where I just need one other person. And there's some days where I need 20 other people. I mix it up. That's doable for me. And I'm in that profession. So I can do pretty much whatever I want because of that. For other people, that's not doable. So think about what you like. Don't treat it as a punishment. 30 minutes of walking one day and lifting the other. Take days off. Recovery is just as important, especially depending on your goals. Yeah, I think there's a lot to be said for that, where I've always leaned toward group fitness. When I was police and on the SWAT team, I was a big CrossFitter. It was all about big and strong. When I joined the military, I left CrossFit, obviously went through basic training and all that side of stuff. And it was all of us together. You're in formation, you're working out together. So leaving the military, y'all don't judge me, but I joined Orange Theory and did the group fitness piece, right? I'm going back into CrossFit now, trying to get back into where I can actually lift. Obviously, recognizing the physical limitations attached to where my injury is now and not be able to grip things certain ways. So for me, it was always group fitness. I don't like going to the gym, throwing headphones in and blocking out the world because for 15 years, I've been used to working out with the team, whether that's the platoon or if it's working out with the SWAT team, right? So for me, that was always a big piece. I've recognized that I used to be a CrossFit trainer. So I used to do all the coaching. I used to program for people. I get that world. What I can't do is do that for myself and stay motivated. I lose that motivation trying to figure out what do I want to work out today? Am I doing buys and tries? Am I doing back and chest or whatever it may be? It drives me nuts, to be honest, when I have to program that for myself. When you're trying to keep it simple for working out, when you're trying to make it easy. What's your like go-to workout? What would you choose? I don't like running anymore. I don't like rucking anymore. If I don't have to going for hikes, like I did that in the army. All right. I got paid to do it at one point, 20 miles is too long. I don't want to do it anymore. So I choose not to necessarily do that, but then I also choose fitness that forces me to go run three miles a day. Right. So it gets that in there. What would you 
say is your go-to workout? What do you enjoy doing? What do you what really get you motivated attached to it that you can throw out to us? It might be something fun and easy for us to get involved with. I'd say short and sweet, short, sweet, and aggressive. So if it's 30 minutes, I'm here for it. If it's an hour or more, I'm not here for it. You won't keep my attention that long. I will go squirrel. I do love lifting heavy stuff. I love throwing some sandbags. It makes me so happy. We could say there's an anger attached to that. I don't know. So getting the heavy lift in here and there, your basic movements, squat, deadlift, bench press, all the things that a lot of you guys on the call, maybe Lady Stacy, like or dislike. And then there's the cardiovascular attached. I can relate to you, Zach. I freaking hate running. I go through phases where I'll do it, but it's not some, I know myself, I either need someone like actually yelling at me, Hey, you got to run, like, let's go get your ass in gear. But ultimately I get after high intensity interval training. So it's like 30 seconds of, you know, a movement that's going to spike the heart rate and then 30 seconds off. So one-to-one ratio where I'm still gaining muscle. It's just creating lean muscle mass while it's working on my cardiovascular efficiency. It's hitting all things, killing two birds with one stone and it's time efficient. So 30 to 40 minutes a day for me is all it takes. And that might be a four day a week. And that might be a six day a week. Just depends on the week for me. And I'm okay. I give myself grace. And I've learned those things as my life has changed. You just, you got to give yourself grace. And today might not look like tomorrow and that's okay. But with that, everything that you do, you put your name on. So do your best, give what you have. Cause you always, always walk out with a reward in it. You know, it's, as you like throw your computer around, you know, it's interesting for me. And I'm going to circle back to what guy's saying, because it, this kind of encapsulates all of it. There are days where I just don't want to fucking show up and work out. I just, I hate it. Right. There are days where I wake up, my back hurts, my knees hurt, my arm hurts. I just don't want to go do it. But it, like you said earlier, every time I do it, even if it's like a garbage workout, right. I still feel better that I got up and did something. Guy mentioned having that creativity break in there. Honestly, that's something that in my calendar, I block from 11 to 1 every day, from 5 to 7 every day, and from, I think it's 5 to 7.30 in the morning. And I actually have that blocked out in my calendar where people can't schedule calls. There's no piece attached to it. And I have, there's a circling into the mindset, the routine piece of it all. And actually forcing that routine piece, I have a 16-year-old Husky. You can see the beautiful queen here, but also she's asleep at my feet. So when I block these times out, it's walk Sadie or walk the queen for those of y'all that know the queen and cook lunch, cook dinner, do something that's away from this nonsense of zoom and the computer, because that's what we used to do in the military, right? You would walk to the defect, you would go, you'd get out, you'd get fresh air. Well, for those of us that didn't have, you know, baked potatoes and sour cream on the flight, we would walk to the defect. I mean, we would actually get out and get moving and get blood flowing. So I really love that piece. And to highlight how awesome that is, is like scheduling that in, like you're hard scheduling that in. Not every day is perfect, right? Not every day do I completely block out that 11 to one time frame. Sometimes I have to take a call, but most of the days that's the baseline that I operate off of. And then I've already owned that time, right? If I allow somebody to have time in that time frame, because it's highly important, right? It's very rare that I'll pick up the phone, I won't screen the call or somebody can book a Zoom call with me. So I, I love that piece of the mindset, the framework attached to setting your day for success. Looking back at that piece of it, setting your day for success, both in the morning and at night, talk to us a little bit. I know in the veteran space, a lot of us know the speech from Adderall McRaven, make your bed in the morning, You know the wake up and make your bed speech. It's a great speech. 
Taylor, I don't feel like you're the type that makes your bed ever. I hate that piece at this point. Like, screw that. So it's one of those, how do you wake up and set your day with intentionality? And how do you close out your day with intentionality to make sure when you wake up the next day, you're ready to rock and roll? I always say this, and I know you probably all all have already heard it. Think about what filling your cup looks like. If you can't fill your cup, you will never be able to give 100% to anybody else. It'll change your mood. It'll change. And that carries over into business relationships, personal relationships. I think about when you really, if you think and reflect on that, you can kind of align the dots. I know for me, I'm a morning girl. I love to get up. I love to just get the blood flowing. I might wake up with a war cry, like, oh, my alarm's going off at 3.30 or whatever. But I actually love that shit. Love it. I've done it since I was like a child. I know I'm a weirdo for it, but I love it. I'll always do it. It's my jam. Find your time. Okay. That makes it work for you. People will respect the fact that you block out that time for you. You're performing not only for you, me time, but that carries over not only filling your cup, but that carries over into everything that you do and interact with every person that you see or deal with through virtually in environments, what have you. It literally changes the pace and the way that your day ends. I know that if I don't get a workout that I planned in, I actually resent, I have like a form of resentment attached. And I think back and I'm like, oh, I didn't have, that was a choice. It's a choice you make. And when you make that choice and you commit to it, it becomes consistent. And when you're consistent, you don't even think about it. It's automatic and you just love that part of your day. You don't miss it. I think that when you get into a spot of Oh, like Zach, I love that you mentioned this because everybody on this call can relate to it. You go through spots where you're like, oh, I don't want to wake up and do this. You really do have to dig deep in why you're doing it. And I know we talk about that in every form of business or environment, whatever. My why is not necessarily for me. It's actually for my dad. My dad was the superstar athlete. He would get out in the yard with us and he was the fastest guy I've ever seen run. I went to his high school reunions and people randomly came up to me as a child and was like, your dad was literally the fastest person I've ever seen run. He was so ha- athletic. He, when he had that motorcycle accident, that changed everything. He still to this day gets up every day and he tries every single morning. And I feel like not only would I be failing myself, but I'd be failing my dad because I have every ability. I'm honored with the ability to I'm capable of doing those things. Do I feel great and 100% every day? No. I give myself grace with that and I try. So if you're getting up and trying, I promise it's going to change the pace of your day, the way of your day, your mood, everything that happens within it. And it really ties a bow on where we started to where we ended, right? And how health and wellness as a whole is that mindset piece, the nutrition piece, the fitness piece. Um, in about a minute and a half, y'all, I'm going to transition over to Q&A. This is where we're going to unmic, go ahead and like throw things at. Taylor, if you have any insights, any questions, any pieces attached to it, I want to highlight and give you the opportunity to talk about the online community. You have the DTF Fun Pack. You have your Daddy Taste Bays. But this is a group community. One thing that I really have enjoyed integrating Vetlanta, the veteran community, and our community events with Vetlanta Views, more things happening. I actually just got confirmation this morning that we're going to be back at Mercedes-Benz Stadium about once a month for the next year with the veteran side, my community, and the business side. So Battle, ATL Vets. Vetlana and then Taylor and her community, we're actually going to be doing the workouts at Mercedes-Benz Stadium. For those of you who are not in Atlanta, it's where the Falcons play. But we're going to be at the stadium probably once a month for the next year, doing a workout, doing a cookout, integrating this 
space. So I know you have everything from the online community, meal guides, fuel, meal fuel guides, exercise guides, accountability, obviously the community events where you're doing your own events, plus running workouts in the veteran space for us. Give us a better idea. What is it that this community looks like? What do you offer? What are really the services that someone that's a health and wellness coach, not just personal trainer offers? Overall health and wellness. So the mindset piece. So there's accountability calls, which means setting your week up for success, diving into what you really want, what you need out of this week and carrying that over into the next so that you're creating consistency with yourself. And ultimately that creates success. Obviously the meal guides. So I call them fuel guides for a reason. You are what you eat. And ultimately that's how you perform. And when I say performance, I don't just mean in a weight room or on a treadmill or whatever you use for exercise, if any, but literally any environment you go to, whether it's a networking event or a virtual call, you're sluggish if you're eating like shit or drinking like shit. So I give that education, but I keep it realistic. But workouts attached to I am such a busy individual. So realizing that in myself and the people that I've worked with over the course of years, they need something that's convenient, but that works well. So with a busy schedule, if there's a virtual platform, I do on site as well, but offering that aspect to where they are still set up for success. It's honestly just if the person is willing to work, all they have to do is grab my hand and I'll take them with me. So really it's just a choice thing, but all of those things are offered nutrition, exercise. The community is amazing. It's my absolute favorite. The accountability attached. So kicking your ass in gear with love. That's literally why majority of people have bought into me. I'm going to keep you accountable and I'm going to call you out, but it's all love because I actually, I genuinely care about what you want. And I want you to invest in yourself, which is why people reach out. With that, I'd say it's funny because the fun pack is like the best part of my packaging. I don't know if you've covered that. Maybe I blanked out on that part, Zach. Did you cover that yet? Mm-hmm. Okay. So fun pack wise, it's meal guides bi-weekly, exercise guides bi-weekly. So you get two a month. My accountability calls one weekly, so we can kind of set you up for success. And that rolls over, like I'd mentioned. And then the community events, you choose, typically get two a month. So whether that looks like a Mercedes-Benz group workout from 60 to 100 plus people, or it looks like a hike where we're chilling, just you know, bringing family and friends. It's all good stuff. It's healthy. It's getting your mind free, but obviously it's keeping it active. I offer all those things in the fun pack and everything can be virtual. So we're actually currently developing an app. I'm super excited. It looks super badass where you can tap into all those things, whether you're in Colorado to Scotland, I'm saying these because I actually have clients in those areas to Texas, to Jersey, in Georgia, locally based, you have access to me and that's all in the fun pack. And a big piece of that, I know you also put in there and we're going to hop to questions real quick in a second, but another piece you have video demos you do. So you have the daily programming, then you do the video demos to show people the proper moves, how they should be performed, what the technique looks like. So you have the workout of the day, if you will, and then do this workout. And then you actually do the demo, two or three minute demo. So you have this whole library of content attached to it as well. So I think that's the big piece that I really like about it. Yes, you have all the in-person stuff. You have the paper PDF documents, right? Here's your meal for the week or for the day, right? Here's what breakfast should look like this week. But then you also have the videos attached to it. So, hey, this is what we should actually be doing. And I know for those of y'all that haven't seen it yet, we also do a couple live workouts a, a week where she streams. Every Monday night, I do yoga. We might be shifting the time frame to make it more accommodating for schedules. But once a week, we'll be doing yoga that actually leads. You get to hear me moan and groan through stretching. But it goes back into fitness and mindset and meditation and attached to things a lot that 
I really had to discover for myself leaving the military and trying to find that Zen space again. One of the things that Taylor mentioned as she, we were coming on here and prepping for this, for anybody that reaches out and talks to her and wants to talk to her, I know she had a couple of meal guides, a couple of fuel guides, some examples that she was off willing to offer people. So if anybody reaches out through LinkedIn, through DM, email, whatever that may be, and wants to see what it's about, she was offering essentially a month's worth of workouts and month worth months worth of recipes. So you get an idea of what it looks like and how simple it can be. So I know that was a great offer that she's going to throw out here in a minute after some questions, but just know that's kind of where everything's leading to. We want to make sure everybody's fit out of the uniform, fit in business. I do want to bump over to questions. Now, for some of y'all that haven't been on here before, there's a little reactions button at the bottom. And I want to do this because I'm hoping you'll have a ton of questions. If you hit the reactions button and then you hit the raise hand, you see how the hand goes up right there. In order to keep from talking over from people, because I know y'all have lots of questions, I can just see Stacy like rearing to go. She's got it. I know she has a question or two. If you wouldn't mind, hit the reaction button, hit the raise hand button. So I know that you have a question. I'll call on you. That way we can go through these questions. Stacy, I'm waiting for you to click on the button. I'm literally waiting for you to click on the button, Stacy. While we're waiting on them to formulate, oh, there it is. She clicked on the button. All right. All right. Because she has a question I knew. She, just so y'all know, Stacy is the most talkative member that comes to these things. Always has questions. Always has something that she's curious about. And she's phenomenal. She's up in New Jersey. So I know she's up in the Northeast and we don't love them too much being from the South, but she's growing on us like a fungus and we love her. So, oh, I said it. Oh, I said it, Stacey. She laughed about it. So we're safe. Does anybody have any questions? If you do, go and hit the reaction button. If you want to hear anything from what limitation you may have, one piece we didn't cover, and I'm actually doing a disservice, Taylor's background, you studied and you did the physical therapy side of stuff. You do a lot of adaptive training, which is why I've integrated you into the veteran space. So if you have an injury like an arm, you know how to help with that piece. But physical science, you, you do all the nerdy shit that was in part of that world. Yeah. So all that, if that makes sense to anybody, I don't know. But if it makes sense to y'all, she's able to work with other people. So if you have any injuries and you're curious and you want to ask questions attached to it or what a workout should look like across the week, throw the hand up. I'm waiting. I'm going to sit here and stare at her. Oh, Silver Fox. Okay. Okay. How do you get beautiful hair like Zach? I think that was this question I saw going there. Go ahead, Jason. What you got for? So my thing is, and I've done a couple of virtual workout things like a Shanti thing a few years ago. Didn't love it. So where do I get the motivation to either do a more virtual or just tell me where I need to be? Because also I can easily forget to log on. The internet sucks all that kind of stuff. So I've got an excuse for virtual, whereas if I do it in person, I have to get in the car, drive out, you know, get yelled at, whatever. But so the two part is how do I get motivated to do stuff more virtual or where do I need to be Tuesday, Thursday, Saturday to do the workouts in person? Do you want me to be real with you? Yeah. Okay. You'll always get honesty from me. So (laughs) he laughs. If I didn't raise my hand to, to go deep in this, we'd have been listening to crickets. Well, touche to that. As far as motivation, motivation is motivation. It's a you thing. It's choice. When you want something, you go get it. And Jason, knowing you, you go get shit. So if you want this for your health, think about things that may or may not be happening in your health or you want in your health to better that. And you want it, go get it. You have the resources. All you got to do is take the reins, ask for help. Those things are there for you. Now think about what excuses you may be making. I know you said, how do I find the motivation? That's an excuse, if I'm being honest. So if you're realistic, being realistic with yourself, if you're a morning versus a night person, 
get your ass up 30 minutes early and go walk or use a 20, 30 minute workout. You know, Zach just kind of honed in on what I provide. I am not someone that's going to make you hit bicep curls for an hour. It's boring, boring, boring. And that's stupid. It's literally getting you functional training to get the blood flow and the heart rate up and get your mood rolling for the day. You have a pretty good mood as it is. I would love to help you make that better. Or you have a friend that makes that better for you. If it means getting involved. So there's somebody like unintentionally like watching you, whether it be your bestie or not, get them with you. Tell them to come over at 7 a.m. or go to the park, meet at the park at 7 a.m. Driving's not your thing. Well, then virtual's your thing. And maybe you just need to hop in the virtual workouts twice a week so that you still have eyes on you. And then you can understand how much you love it. So it gets you going and then add in that third workout. So you have so many different avenues. It's just whether or not you're willing. And I'll throw another piece in there. You have a sausage of a dog, but no different than I, just so y'all know, he has a Malinois that's about 200 pounds of sausage named Angel. Honestly, that's why I love having Sadie with my walks. When I was in Midtown, a 52, that's a giant sausage dog that's 12 inches off the ground. But no, that's why I love having a four-legged friend. I love it. It's a good excuse to get outdoors, right? And when they want to go for a walk, don't just let them out the back door. Actually walk them around and walk her down the street, back the street, planning a mile-long walk. For a long time, and when I lived in Midtown, when you know the gym wasn't always accessible, that was all I had. I had to walk and move around and just get the blood flowing. I think that's where a lot of people overcomplicate this piece of it and how simple. And this is probably before Taylor was born. Who remembers Richard Simmons? All right. So Richard Simmons made millions of doing goofy dance workouts in the living room, right? But he changed lives off some simple jazzercise bullshit, right? But the the point is, it's simple, it's easy, it's fun, no different than the community Taylor's building. It that's the piece of it, right? You want to do it with somebody. So if it's a four legged friend or Richard Simmons, I agree with Beachbody or P ninety X, whichever it is that the videos were. I've done them all. Couldn't keep the motivation attached to it because it gets boring doing it in the living room. But when it's streamed and it's virtual and there are other people doing it with you, it gets a little bit more fun and engaging, especially when the four-legged angel baby sausage is there. So definitely something, a great question, Jay. I know it's something that can be tough for a lot of folks to prioritize, but I think setting that right off in the morning is huge. And Taylor, you unmuted. I didn't know if you had other insights on it. No, that was a great question. Thank you for asking, Jason. I think that would be really beneficial for Angel. Angel left the room. (laughs) That's funny. No, just, and also to finding that clarity piece, a walk is such a good thing for clarity. You turn your phone off. I turn mine on. Do not disturb. I don't look at the Instagram, the TikTok, which I could crack up to TikToks all day, even though I suck at posting them. I like cry laughing, but I know that if I take the, a phone on the walk with me or put it, don't put it on, do not disturb. My mind's not going to be there. So if I'm listening to any noise, it's a podcast. Oh, guy, I see your, your hand. She's like, all right, I'm going to stop rambling. Go ahead, guy. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Well, so I have a question. Like a lot of vets, I left the service after almost a dozen years, 30 years ago. And over the next 30 years, I literally put on 100 pounds from my separation weight. And over this last 11 months, I've lost 70 pounds. Congratulations. But I've basically no sugar, no carb. And I do a three-mile walk a day. So my question is, I appear to be at a little bit of a plateau, which I expect with that much weight. What can a 60-year-old man do? Now to get past that plateau, knowing that no carb, no sugar, and I'm walking three miles a day. 
Think about how your body feels. Picking up the intensity might be something depending on head, shoulders, knees, and toes, right? My shoulders don't always love me. That might be the difference in the plateau is creating more intensity or doing something different. Your body might just be used to what you're doing. By the way, congratulations. That's freaking incredible. Plateaus happen for anybody. You just might have to change it up, get the heart rate spiked a little bit more or start lifting the weights. I'm huge on weights for longevity. Obviously strength is everything. And then if that means adding in some carbohydrate, carbohydrates are your friend. Everybody's different though. I don't personally work well off of no carbs. I'm a raging capital B word and I actually retain water and get inflamed from it. So I live off of carbs. Thank God. Cause I would be so mean. But it might be something where you need those extra little bit of energy, but you're burning that anyways because you're lifting weights or changing up the routine, creating higher levels of intensity. That doesn't mean length of time. It might be a walk three days a a week and then, you know, 30 minutes of interval training in between that, if that makes sense. Awesome. Well, I'll throw some of that in there and then let you know. Awesome. I hear about it. Another big thing, Guy, when you're walking that, like, in my fitness journey, man, I, I went to running three miles and was gaining weight running three miles a day and didn't know how the hell I was doing it. But I was like, holy shit, how am I putting on weight running more and more consistently than a lot of times I did in the military? Then I went back to lifting and started building muscle as men. And Taylor, you can do the science part of this conversation, this piece. But as men, and we lose testosterone over the years and on we started having muscle fatigue attached to different things and it's harder to maintain mass plateauing at at that level as men could be integrating weightlifting. And when I say weightlifting, my mind goes towards complex lifts, deadlifts, squats, cleans, snatches. Like I was a competitive Olympic lifter. So I love complex movements. Bench press is actually a complex movement, even though a lot of people don't think so. But you think about all the muscles you're using attached to it. I'll argue for that all day, but it doesn't have to be 400 pounds. That's the piece I had to learn after my injuries. Like I can't do pull-ups anymore. I can very rarely do push-ups. And that's like the staple of the fucking army is doing push-ups, right? And I can barely do a dozen push-ups now without my arm like blowing up, getting swollen, my elbows hurt. So I had to shift my mindset of what does lifting look like for me? So it became more maybe leg heavy, or since I can't grip, I can't really clean anymore. So maybe I'm doing more reps and less one rep max, if that makes sense. But that might be something once you get to that plateau of cardiovascular type stuff and endurance, like she was talking about, drop the time frame and increase the weight. So even if you threw a ruck on and dude, I fucking hate rucking, but I'll go do a mile and a half ruck. You know, if you've heard of go ruck, they have the backpacks that are actually comfortable and a plate instead of like your old school military pack. Those things are phenomenal. Throw 30 pounds on your back and it shifts the dynamic because you're starting to build muscle in a different way. Just a couple aspects that has, have helped me post-military. Love it. I know. Did you have anything else, Guy? I don't want to cut you off if you had any other. No, all those are all those are great ideas. I sure appreciate it. Thank you. Of course, brother. Before we go to Stacy, Andrew asked, how do you shop for fitness? Don't really know what to do or be. How do you tour? And what questions do you ask? When touring to see what's right. And Andrew, if you want to unmute, I know you're putting the kids down. One thing that I'll throw out there that Taylor probably yell at me for, there is a website called ClassPass here in Atlanta. I don't know where else it is, but essentially you buy a membership to ClassPass and it gives you access to like Orange Theory, Jazzercise, F45, maybe CrossFit, Spin, 
you, and you can actually visit. So if you buy like eight visits a month, like once or twice a week, whatever it is, so that might be an option if that's kind of what you're thinking. But Taylor, I'll let you run away with that now that I'm propping up other services. No, you should find out what you love. I fully support that. Zach, off of that, Andrew, find out what you love by trying different things. Like he mentioned with ClassPass, that is an option. But actually, if you look at local, if you want to travel to local boutiques, gyms, whatever that setting looks like, group fitness or not, they'll actually typically let you try a session or a class for free to see if you like it. That's like pretty standard in most studios or boutiques whatever that environment looks like. So definitely recommend that. If not, the class pass is a great option too, but I would highly recommend exploring because you don't want to buy into something that you don't love. Especially the expense, like CrossFit, here and around Atlanta, CrossFit Orange Theory, the group F45, they're all, you know, 150 to $200 a month. So a lot of them will definitely give, you know, trial period or a week or two, drop into a couple of classes. I agree with that piece because to me it's vibe. I'm trying to get back into the CrossFit world and actually joined a gym, not train, went to one and I didn't enjoy it. Like it was very low energy. It wasn't the full hua army. We're going to get hype mindset, right? I want to be competitive again. That's what motivated me the most in the military. Or even when I was going to Orange Theory, I found somebody to like compete with and I'd talk mad shit the whole time. And then we drink a beer afterwards, right? That's fun to me. So I think one thing she said is like, find what's fun and you love that's a big piece. I don't enjoy running long distances anymore. I've been there, done that, done with it. I don't enjoy that. So I think that's something to kind of highlight as well, kind of focus on what is that that you love and actually have fun doing. So that way there's fun back in the fitness overall. Stacy, go ahead. Thank you, Taylor, for sharing everything tonight. Just a quick question about like the virtual, you know, because obviously I'm in Jersey. So where can I go on your website to find information about what that would look like? Yeah. So if you attach the link, I know exactly too. If you go on my website, so you'll have a like a PDF form with memberships, but you can actually see the videos that I provide. That's pretty, I have a, video, I have a videographer that videos me demonstrating what the workout of the day looks like, whether it's a little bit lower body focused, core focused, what have you, full body focused. And you can see examples of what that virtual platform looks like so that you know, diving into it. Oh, she's telling me these are the moves. Here are options attached. So if my knee's hurting that day, there's always something that's still going to set you up for success. Here's how to attack it. Here's what the reps look like and how long it should take me or the intervals look like. So definitely recommend you go to my site, scroll, click the play button. It's a big, huge red play button. Click them, look through them, and then connect with me. If you have more questions, I would love to share that with you. Okay. Thank you. And what's the best way to actually connect with you? If you want to do a virtual one-on-one with me, I have the Calendly attached. If you scroll up to the top. Um, Drop it down in there again. I know you have a big, massive. Okay. Yeah. Let me go back on there. I tried to copy and paste it, but wouldn't let me copy all of it in there. Uh, It's a great question, Stacey, because her videographer is usually attached to my company. So we actually sit there and, and record and do different things. And she's gotten some phenomenal videos. Richie over there, he's at EPM and they have the headquarters here in Atlanta. So she's recorded some videos at their gym. They, they provide a gym to their employees. So she's recorded videos in there. Got the home gym built out. We'll record some videos. But overall, it's really fascinating to see that piece. So when you see the really pretty ones, those are the really high quality 6K fancy gym ones. Then the rest of them are at the home gym and a little bit more applicable to stuff. But what I love about it 
And this is something that was actually asked of her, especially for the COVID means. What if you don't have weights? What if you don't have? And I introduced her to the sandbags when I was in Afghanistan. I took a sandbag over there, filled it with Afghan sand and did, sorry, Jason, I know you hate it, but literally started doing sandbag movements because they have handles on them, use them like a barbell. So I introduced her to sandbags and now she's suffering, making other people suffer with sandbags. But she also highlights the what weights to get if you need to get weights what weights do you not need to get or what household items? Like I challenged her, what can you use as a weight around the house? How much is a gallon of a water weigh? Right. So a jug of water at Publix, what a buck, two bucks, something like that. How, what things around the house and COVID can you use to stay in the house? So when we do like the hit workouts or the yoga stuff, it's like, all right, clear out the living room and we're going to do this together and have fun. So don't think you have to go buy a whole home gym worth of stuff. Right. She really highlights body weight movements here, light weights that you can use attached to things. I think that's kind of the fun part to make it more attainable for people that don't want to buy, you know, thousands of dollars worth of gym equipment. Just some insights attached to that. Sorry. That was my big challenge to her. How do we figure out household items to use that are amusing to me? So cans of soup when I was sick, she wouldn't let me eat them because I was sick and she used them as weights instead. It's great. <laughs> it's great. No denial. Awesome. Anybody have any other questions for Taylor before we keep rolling? I see Mike out with Betsy over there. Uh, yeah. Here we go. Let's go, Mike. What you got Hi. for us? No. Yeah. So we got a girl that like next October is going to do a marathon awareness for first responders and veteran, you know, issues. And so she's going to do a hundred miles. She's going to run from down in downtown Atlanta and into somewhere in the Dalton area. And going to do a hundred miles. And last time she did one, she did it out in Colorado. She went a hundred miles, like 15,000 feet, something crazy. And so I'm trying to look at like figuring out a way. I mean, I know I can't run a hundred miles with her. And she does it. She averages about a 13 minute mile for a hundred miles. So last time she took her like 25 hours to do it. And so just trying to like do a little bit of running though, to where I can get to that point where I can kind of actually do something, you know, um, I mean, I average 16,000 steps a day here on the farm, but that's not running, you know, start small. I mean, 16,000 so is better than zero. And then, you know, if you're implementing that running, yeah, start with yeah. half a mile then build to a mile, what, whatever you can do, it'll keep going. I'm not a runner. And I'll tell you what, last about six months ago, I was on like this, just this, I'd created a competition. I put it out there because I don't love running. But I was like, hmm. So I did like a run challenge and like 40 people joined. I just randomly posted it. It was so cool. They were like, yeah, girl, I'll do it. I was like, oh shit, what have I got myself into? Started with like two miles, became three, four, five, six. I built up to like seven or eight. Never in my life, unless I was playing softball and was distracted. I know I've ran that, but straight there and back. Never, but I put it out there and I built up to it. Just so it's something to just, you know, every little step extra is a step of progress. You're on your way with those 16,000 steps, buddy. Yeah. And moving Betsy, so y'all know, he has a really mean heifer up on the farm that tried to like run me over in December and she's very mean. There's also a challenge. And Tay, you might know the, we just talked about it, the 100 mile challenge for veteran suicide awareness that's in January. What organization did that? So we just talked about it, but there's a, a couple of organizations that do like um, 100 miles a month for veteran suicide awareness and prevention, which falls really well into what you're doing, Mike, up at the farm and preventative measures there. So it might be an interesting thing. We'll dig it up and I'll send it over to you, Mike, if that's what you want to build up to. But, you know, it ends up being, 
two, three miles a day, depending on how you build up to it. It might be something fun if we want to do a challenge like that in this crew. We can always do that. And if it's something I want to do, I'll definitely organize it and throw it out there and go suffer a few miles every day for a good cause. Because that's really the motivating factor. You know, how can we do something for a good reason besides just running and crying a lot as I run. Any other thoughts or questions from the crew before we get rolling? I know we're a few past. I appreciate y'all hanging tight with me. Anything else from the peanut gallery out there? No? Love it. Awesome. So I want to reiterate some of the things I mentioned that Taylor offered up, some of those fuel guides, exercise guides, different demo pieces attached to what she's doing with the fun pack and her uh, daddy taste bays. Besides that, Tay, what's the best way to connect with you? What will they get with that piece of it if they want to reach out to you and leave us with like a word of wisdom, if you can leave it to a word? All right. Hold on. You just asked me three questions. Which one do you want to answer? (laughs) All of them. Go. So obviously you get the free access. I want you guys to find out if you love it and want to try it and it's good for you. So just that's a resource. If you want access to the fun pack fully. Typically it's a hundred bucks. Obviously we went over with everything that I offer within it, you know, connecting with me and getting that that's going to be 69 for you guys. So just that's attached to a benefit as far as one worders, not much of a one worder, but I'll say a couple put your name on everything you do. Gave yourself grace, but truly put your name on everything that you do. Give a hundred percent of what you have to what you're doing and it will pay off. And I know all of you can say that's accurate. Definitely not one word, but we'll go with it. Now, I appreciate it. The fun pack access, which she was talking about, is that online community access. She offered up, if you mentioned Vetlana or Shop Talk or anything related to me, she's going to give the hookup instead of being 100 bucks a month, 69 bucks a month. There's a little bit of a theme going on with her brand, if you haven't noticed. So hooking that up for us, if that's something y'all are interested in, definitely reach out to her, reach out to me. I can intro y'all if need be. Other than that, y'all, I appreciate it. I appreciate the insights. This recording will be available on the Vetlana website and on my podcast. We'll definitely promote that around. Beyond that, y'all go drink a bourbon or something. I'm doing dry January, so I'm miserable. Day three, I don't like it. It's fucking terrible. So y'all enjoy one for me. Other than that, I appreciate y'all for showing up tonight. Taylor, thank you much for uh, all the insights and all the great tips. John, I'm so sorry, brother. I appreciate y'all, and y'all have a great night. Next event, for those of y'all in Atlanta, the 10th. Battle Brews on the 10th. It will be streamed as well. You do have virtual access to that. But Battle Brews, I have a pretty awesome veteran that I'm highlighting for that. So next Tuesday is our next event. So show up for that. It'll be on the events calendar. Otherwise, y'all have a great one and happy new year to everybody. Thank you, guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Tactical Leader Podcast. If this episode helped you along your journey of self-mastery and has inspired you to do more, I challenge you to head over to myvoicechallenge.com so you can find out how you can discover your voice, claim your independence, and build that thriving business that you've always wanted. Again, that's myvoicechallenge.com.